Hello and welcome to the SCI Monthly Podcast. My name is Tim and I'll be your host and on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for more than 48 years and each month on these trainings we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to psiseminars.com. And today we are talking about the topic of giving from the heart. Normally on these podcasts, we might have one, maybe two. Sometimes we've been lucky enough to have three people present a topic. Well, this time around, we're extremely lucky and extremely excited to have six people on our panel. We're joined today by Teresa Corbett, who's the area director in Las Vegas, Nevada. We've got Gary Perez, who has held a number of positions with PSI seminars. I usually think of him as area director for the Bay Area Site Seminars office. Uh, he's also one of our advanced course uh, facilitators, among many other things. We have Liberty Woods, who is the area director for PSI in Southern California. Carson Johns, who is our former area director in the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as director of Camp Choice, which we'll be talking about here pretty soon. We have Haheo Scanlon, a member of the Psi leadership in Hawaii that we lovingly know as the PSI Ohana of Hawaii. And we have Janessa Wilhite Myers, who is the executive director of PSI World. So thank you all for being here. Is everybody here? Can we hear you for a moment? Hello. Happy holidays. <laughs> there we go. So we're going to start off uh, doing things a little differently this time around. If you listen to our podcast on a regular basis, you're probably used to hearing us talk about one specific area of our courses, and we extend an invitation to you, as we will tonight, to explore the courses of PSI seminars and enroll into the PSI Basic Seminar if you haven't done so already. Tonight, though, given the spirit of the season, we really want to focus on giving, and not just giving, we want to focus on giving from the heart. As part of holiday traditions, you know, many of us, many people, uh, many families, many communities have a lot of really deep connections to giving around this time of year, right? And this season represents so many different things for so many different people. And so the first person we're going to hear from is Janessa Wilhite Myers. You may recognize that second name that I'm saying, Janessa Wilhite Myers. If you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Janessa, uh, she was born into this work. She is the daughter of the founders, Tom Wilhite and uh, Jane C. Wilhite, and is uh, a very important member of the leadership team for Size Seminars in a number of ways. So, Janessa, take it away. I hear you've got uh, some holiday messages on behalf of the company. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for coming tonight. Um, it's probably the best podcast event to be on celebrating the holidays and giving, which is what we all strive for throughout the year. So all of us at Thai Seminars hope you're enjoying this wonderful holiday season, reconnecting finally with friends and family and experiencing the traditions in person that we were unable to last year and filling your hearts and souls with the joy that can only be experienced when we are in person with our loved ones. So have a wonderful and glorious holiday season. I know that my family, I have three young children, we do a lot of giving throughout the holidays. It's wonderful to receive gifts and children really focus on the gifts that they are gonna have. They have their lists and lists. But we like to focus on many different ways of giving. So we um, practice the tradition of giving locally and in person, and then giving globally as well as nationally. So we find an organization to raise money for nationally. We find some beautiful new charity to learn about internationally that the kids will then raise money either at school, we're very active in scouts. And so we raise money in in totally different ways throughout the holiday season. Through Wounded Warrior, that we did a lot of in-person filling joy bags for different families. We also every year adopt a family. So um, I'm sure you're familiar with the Christmas tree. Uh, one year, um, 
we adopted a family from an IHOP Christmas tree because the little girl was the same age as my daughter. And that gives them that connection of going shopping for those children and seeing that a lot of other children have Christmas gifts that are not toys, they're shoes or jackets. And explaining why that's their Christmas wish that maybe they don't have shoes or jackets this holiday season is a great way that I know that our family loves to talk about the real reason for the holiday and what real reason, no matter what religion, whether you're lighting the candles for Hanukkah or if you're just singing with friends and family, it's all about connecting through the heart and giving as much as you can all season long. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know, Janessa, you recently told me a little bit about uh, a, a project that you've been drawn to that yeah. as an organization, you know, SCI employees are uh, being invited to participate in this particular project. Do you want to share that a little bit? I'd love to. So we have many different charities, like I said, and we found one which is similar to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It's called Dreams Come True. It's a local organization that works with terminally ill children fulfilling their wishes. And we found this wonderful um, girl that they're sponsoring right now. It's Jordan's Joy Bags. And her wish is, I'm, I'm like a little teary-eyed here, sorry. Um, her wish is to have 300 Joy Bags that she will deliver to children in the hospital filled with art supplies. Because when she was in the hospital, and when she is in the hospital, art is how she copes. And decorating the room with her art is how she makes it special and a wonderful place to be. So we are raising money just through the SCI employees to fund Jordan's joy bags and hopefully help her get all 300 joy bags this holiday season. That's beautiful, it's so touching. You know, and how old did you say Jordan was? She is 10. She's 10, great, gosh. That's so sweet. And your kids, how old are your kids now, Janissa? So my oldest, Genevieve, is 14. She's gonna be Eagle Scout by March. So very exciting. And the twins are 11. Wow. It's amazing how fast they grow up. I see Carson it on is. my screen just kind of shaking his head, right? <laughs> we remember when they were just infants. Yeah, babies, little babies. Yeah, they're not little babies anymore. <laughs> Great. No. Well, that's amazing. And, you know, Janessa is talking about her own family traditions around giving in the holidays. And so I'm super excited that we've got Liberty Woods and Ha'ahea Scanlon with us. And they both are going to talk to us a little bit about what's important with their families and in their communities around this season of giving. Do you want to start, Ha'ahea? Okay, I'll start. Yeah. You know, uh, the kind of the little backstory I'll tell is 29 years ago, this wish list that Janessa is talking about. I had lost my husband. I had seven children. And Jane called and asked me to make a, have each child make a wish list and that I was not able to edit the wish list. And I said, <laughs> you know, Jane, this is going to be crazy. And she said, I don't care. You're not allowed to change it. And so they each, they were from, well, the newborn didn't fill out a wish list, but the rest of them did. And I mailed it into, it was the hardest thing I ever did. And about two weeks before Christmas, they truly believed Santa arrived by UPS because we had huge boxes at our front door when we came home from school. And it was filled with all the things they asked for. And, you know, I just felt so blessed and honored. And she had spread out the wish list amongst the Sai seminars offices and including the Honolulu office. And it was the most amazing Christmas in the hardest of times. And so we've adopted that idea of helping other families. And so we always go to here in Hawaii, it's called the Lokahi tree, which is the giving tree. And we go and we do that. And We've done different things. And over the last few, we've done gift bags for Child Protective Service. We've done hygiene packs for the homeless here in the Psy community. And there have been times where 
I, I remember when Child Protective Service came to pick up their backpacks and they had specific things, you know, a stuffed animal, a change of clothes, because many of these children leave without clothes. And so we filled the first truck and then we filled the second truck and she had to get two more cars to pick up. And she said, we have never experienced giving in our community in this way. And it was just Cy graduates that got together and created an assembly line. And now we have one of our women's leadership grads who spearheaded the National, I gotta read, National Association of Letter Carriers Food Bank Drive. And so they do it across the nation. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's the, that's the little postcard I get every year in my yes. mailbox. Yeah. Across the nation, she spearheaded Hawaii and Hawaii became the top state contributor. And she definitely credits the Psy community that supported her and they all go out and they stand on street corners and collect food or money. And we've done through, I think Journey, we did it one year. And their goal this year is to collect $5,000, which will feed 6,250 adults and children just for the holiday season. So it's a, I, I really honor her, Adele Yoshikawa, for taking mm -hmm. it on. And she has just volunteered every year. Normally, they, they have a hard time finding a leader. And she just steps up every year and then gets all the women's leadership grads to step up and Actually, I think women's leadership is the group that's doing the 5,000. Yeah. She has set the record for the nation in this food drive during the holidays. That's amazing. You know, you said $5,000 to feed over 6,000 people? 6,250 people. And that's wow. just the WLH women who have uh -huh. set that goal. That's great. Wow, yes. such an yes. impact. Yes. What about you, Liberty? Very cool. Um, you know, what's cool is that um, Adele was sharing about that when she staffed the online basic and um, made some new goals and got some more support there too. So she's definitely spreading that gift amongst other graduates and the PSI community. Um, so for me, I want to talk a little bit about just uh, what my kids and I do. And so just a little bit similar to what Haya was sharing a few years back around the time that I was playing PLD. And uh, moving from a scarcity to an abundance mindset, uh, my kids were noticing some changes. And my youngest at the time, she was around uh, six years old. And so she said, mom, I wanna start giving bags out to the homeless. And so she made a list of what she wanted to put in the bags. And what really got my heart was, is that she wanted a handwritten note to go to every single person about why they matter. And so uh, we did different little projects so the kids could earn some money to purchase hygiene um, items and socks and gift cards and different things. And then uh, as a family, we sat around to uh, build the bags as well as write out all of the notes. And so that started to become a tradition for us about things about how we can give back to our local community here as a family. And what I was really um, impacted by was just the hearts of my children and how they wanted to um, give back and show love and help everyone know, no matter where they are, that they matter and how important they are in this world. And so uh, that's been something that we've been uh, doing as a family. And now they're older and, you know, becoming teenagers. <laughs> so the, the focuses have shifted a bit, though. Um, I'm super encouraged by their hearts and wanting to give and not to give in a way to be recognized or noticed, though. It's, you know, it's kind of just something under the radar that we do as the little family of four that we are. And, um, you know, along over the years, as things have changed for myself, uh, I have been joining different groups on Facebook for different um, causes within the community. And so um, one thing that I found is being in a group where uh, people are supporting each other here just in our own community in Southern California. And so one of the things that has been really fun for me um, as a single mom 
And as someone who has been a recipient of giving is to give back to other single moms. So I've been giving out uh, Christmas decorations to other single moms. So that way their children can have a festive uh, and Christmas and celebrate Christmas in a really fun way. And so um, through these different Facebook groups and using all the different technology, I've been able to um, just reach out and find different people and show up and drop off some uh, Christmas decorations or Christmas trees or different things like that. And uh, really share some joy uh, here in my local community um, in Chula Vista. So I'm in Southern California. And, um, you know, so those are like some of the things that my kids and I have been doing as a family here uh, locally. And then our PSA seminars community in Southern California is really focused on giving back to homeless shelters as well as domestic violence uh, shelters. So working through uh, different services to provide meals and clothes and uh, renovations and different things. So it's always a great way to bond as a community and, and give back to others who are in need and really practice the tools that we learn along the way as we're growing through our journey of personal development. So um, we're really grateful for the opportunity to be able to give and um, you know what we've been able to create in our lives so that way we can be able to give back to others as well. That's great. And your kids are being so involved. And there's actually a question from one of our listeners, Liberty. Yeah. Uh, and I want to throw this one to you because I okay. think it's, it's in alignment with what you've been talking about. And so there's a listener, uh, initials are A-E, and they are looking for suggestions on how to give as a family, uh, particularly with young kids ages three to nine. So, Any suggestions? I think finding a local uh, shelter where you can serve food and uh, or pack lunches, different things like that is always a great way to where the kids can be hands-on and be doing something. And so a lot of the food banks will provide opportunities to come in and pack up lunches or pack boxes of food. So that's a great way uh, for the young ones to be able to physically participate in the giving. Yes, I would agree with that because, you know, I'm thinking of my children, but I have 11 grandchildren. <laughs> And it's beautiful for me to see them saying, can I pick one of those gifts off and can we go shopping? And so I think as they are learning, and so I looked around and realized that no one on the panel has children. Just noticed that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it is heartwarming for me. One of the things that their parents have all done, all of my children have done with their kids is they have them purge their gifts. So if, in anticipation of new gifts, they actually go through all of their toys and the ones that they donate have to be either brand new or very, very barely used. But they have to go through every year before Christmas and go through all of their things and be willing to their clothes, their shoes and their toys donate to other children. and. It's, it's really fun to watch them because they literally look at something and say, would I want this? First of all, you know, do I want to keep it? But is it okay? Is it clean enough? Is it new enough? Is it still fresh enough to be able to give it to another child who has not, no gifts or no toys? So it's a, it's a fun, my grandchildren, well, they start at one. So that guy doesn't do it, those two. But definitely from the, older ones from three years old they've started them going through their old toys to give away in anticipation of Christmas and is that something that started with this particular generation or is that a practice that your family has had it is not it's definitely started for my children because I never even thought of that back then uh, giving away gifts and I, I shouldn't say you know I remember my sister did one year she adopted a homeless family and she fixed up her house she moved out she set up beds and everything in a section of her house she could close off one area and she let them live there from December 24th through January 3rd and she had it decorated and food for them and so it was a father and three of his children and they had that place to live in instead of living on the street for that one week. And she had presents for all of them. So. Wow, wow that's great. 
you know, several of you have already talked a little bit about Psy community and how uh, Psy communities around the world, you know, come together and give, you know, combining resources, making a bigger impact. And so there are probably a lot of people listening in that aren't really aware uh, that there is Psy Seminars and there's also Psy World or PSI World. And so we're lucky to have Teresa Corbett and Janessa Wilhite Myers with us, uh, who are going to tell us a little bit about SciWorld. Uh, what is it? What kind of impact does SciWorld make? Teresa, do you want to start? First, what is it? <laughs> What's SciWorld? <laughs> well, SciWorld is the nonprofit part of SciSeminars, and SciWorld has been around as long as SciSeminars has been around. And for me personally, I um, was checking the records and we have been doing a Las Vegas annual giving day for 25 years this year. Wow. So when I think about 25 years of giving to the children and the families in need in our community, it's pretty impressive that our graduates have stepped up year after year after year. And how we got started was... Um, one December adopting 10 families. And from there, we've grown to adopting elementary schools. Mm -hmm. And when I mean elementary schools, I mean, we're talking about the school, the kids, the counselors, the teachers, it's just everybody. And uh, many years ago, we, we discovered about having a want and a need. Mm -hmm. Because like the ladies were sharing earlier, uh, there's always wants. However, sometimes the needs are even stronger. And we just got committed to, this is not about a want or a need. This is about both. So uh, this year, uh, one school is getting, uh, like mittens and gloves and hats along with art sets and games as their wants and needs. And we also um, adopt uh, and work with school counselors on families that are really in need. Like we all know of people who really struggle for their children to have a holiday. And so we make sure that the families are able to give their children a holiday and we do all of the shopping and making sure they have food and trees and everything. So through all of the years that I've been involved with Sci World, we have done things locally in Las Vegas and um, then our, um, our cities got together, Las Vegas and Phoenix, and they shadowed us one year about what exactly are you doing when you adopt a school? And um, it's a big carnival and a festival and Santa and every child got a stuffed animal. And Phoenix went back and made it happen in their area and they're still doing it to this day. So um, what we do as leadership grads is make a difference in the world and we're making a difference all over the world. And in January for many years, uh, over 10 years, we did international uh, projects where we were giving. And during the Christmas season, we would prepare for that January event by fundraising, shopping, and all of those things. And so um, children are our future. So that is where we focus in the community in Las Vegas is around all of the children in need and um, they'll get coats, mm. shoes, razor scooters. Uh, we, when we have the carnivals, every parent and child gets fed. We have churros. Um, we uh, just spend the day with carnival games and and one year I wanted to like top the last year. So we um, hired like a mini zoo so that the kids were able to experience farm animals 
And for some kids, it was the very first time they had ever petted a baby goat or thing or things like that. So we always attempt to make it as fun as possible. And we always get feedback from some of the children and the families about it was their greatest day ever. Because sometimes you have school carnivals, however, it costs to get in the carnival mm -hmm. and you have to buy tickets. And so none of that happens when we have those big days. And in the last couple of years, since um, we've had the issue with COVID, we've been doing it more stealth. Like tomorrow is our drop-off day to the two schools that we are servicing and uh, the teachers do not know it. However, every teacher is getting a gift card because of the struggle that they have been through. And um, uh, we're doing drop-offs the last couple of years. However, um, the carnivals have been a big hit in the past and we just continue to make a difference. And I will get calls to, can you pay someone's electric bill? Can you, uh, can you support a family in need uh, because they're getting um, thrown out onto the street because they live in daily, weekly, monthly places? And I just put it out to our, our side graduates and people step up year after year after year to make that big difference. And so I'm really honored to be part of a community who practices giving at such a high level. I'm so glad that you've kind of covered a spectrum of what SciGrads in Las Vegas are really committed to, right? Because this season, it's not just about giving toys to kids, yeah. right? There are so many people in need and not just this time of year. And there's something about this time of year that, that gives a lot of us this urge to give, gives us an urge to give. Okay, there you go. I said give five times in five seconds. So, you know, We've got a number of projects that are year round. Uh, and as Teresa was saying, SciWorld's not new. So Janessa, do you wanna give us a little background maybe? Uh, maybe on the, on the reach that SciWorld has had over the years? Well, SciWorld um, was founded in 1973 with the vision of world peace, one mind at a time. And our graduates really embrace that vision of world peace, no matter what that looks like whether it's going into someone's home and just holding their hand and being there with them while they're having a difficult time, whether that is rebuilding their yard or their fence, a wall, plumbing. It's amazing the stories that we get from our graduates about how they have impacted the lives of so many people who've never heard of Sci World or Sci Seminars. Uh, we have been everywhere internationally in orphanages, in schools, building in hospitals uh, throughout our very lengthy time here at SciWorld. But we also give throughout the whole year. And we have um, huge projects that we do with lots of our graduates annually. This last September in Las Vegas, we took about 200 graduates to a local charity called Leaders in Training. And they are an amazing organization that their theme is from the barrio to the boardroom and they're a mentorship program for, for first time college students and their families. And they really stay with them through the entire college and through the high school and manage that entire process for them. So they are so invested in these children and getting them to the career that they dream of. They do mentorship, they do training for the careers that they want. And then those children, after they've gone and they become adults, come back and are training the next generation. It's an amazing organization. And so we went into their headquarters in Las Vegas and rehabbed the whole thing, technology to paint, to bathrooms. In uh, just a couple hours, it was an amazing process. You can go on YouTube, I think we have a video on there highlighting um, in very fast time, everything that we did. And uh, we're continuing, obviously, I'm gonna ask Teresa to give to leaders in training in Las Vegas. And um, 
all the other cities like Phoenix, as she mentioned, is doing a giving day. I know that they're doing things in the Bay Area, in Orange County, Honolulu. So if you're interested in joining any of the SciWorld organizations or you don't know how to give, if you reach out to your local Sci City, I guarantee that they are doing something this holiday season and they have a place for you to come volunteer or a place for you to give to. So if you're looking, we absolutely have something already started in a city near you. Because it's not just about money, right, Janessa? I mean, Absolutely. We've, we've, we've got multiple questions for people who want to know, like, how can I give if money is tight? Uh, how can I give if my time is, you know, we've got some people that say things like, you know, I work full time. Where would I fit in, you know, uh, charitable giving or uh, outreach in my community? So do you have any kind of thoughts on that? And this is open to everybody. You know, what are maybe small things people can do this time of year and year round in a way that contributes? Well, what I think giving simply a simple, sorry, giving can be as simple as just leaving a larger tip when you get lunch or asking your server how their day is going and really connecting with that human being as you get your groceries or as you move around your day. So continuing, especially in these stressful times with COVID and all the other stresses that we have in our lives, truly connecting with a human being that is across from you at the restaurant or at the gas station and just sending them blessings and letting them know that you see them and you care. It's just one way you can give throughout this whole holiday season and in the next year. Yeah, I think it's really important for us to remember that you know, this year in particular, there's a lot of people struggling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's only made worse for some people during the pandemic, right? And the isolation that a lot of people feel. And so we don't always have to give money or possessions to make a difference, right? We can give our love, our attention, our time. There's so many ways that we can give uh, that don't cost a dime that may save someone's life, right? Uh, and so it's, it's just really important that we take it as an opportunity to connect with other humans, I think. Teresa, what were you going to say? One of the things that I know that makes a really big difference, because I have spearheaded this in several cities, uh, uh, several size cities, is random acts of kindness. I call them racks. And it yes. doesn't take very long to do what's called a rack. And we had a little competition going on about how many racks could we do in a very short amount of time. And, um, you know, the, the uh, record to beat was 10,000 racks with a small group of committed people. So you never know what a text message that says, I'm grateful for you in my life. You never know uh, the difference that what I appreciate about you is. So for somebody that's really busy, just taking a few minutes out of their day and acknowledging people along the way. And then random acts of kindness could be hugs. Like I'm just giving somebody a hug and um, opening the door for someone, doing an extra smile, like really making eye contact with another human being because we're all so busy. So there is so many different small random acts of kindness that is not even about your treasure. It's not even about money. It is about your beingness with others. And that goes back to our last episode, right, Teresa? I mean, you spoke at length about giver's gain, right? And the benefits not only to the person on the receiving end, but the person or, or persons who are giving as well. You know, when you were asking uh, Tim about this generation, one of the things I discovered with my grandchildren is they didn't know what stamps were. You know, they know what a text message is. They even know what an email is, stamps. So last Christmas, I just gave them a page of stamps and a couple of them said, do you have any more of those stickers? I said, oh, those are not stickers, that's money. And so I taught them how to address an envelope and this year, I heard them talking about wanting to send cards to their friends or to somebody who's not is having a difficult time or just a pen pal or a stranger, which kind of has gone away. 
but they've been wanting to write notes and actually mail them, which is something so new for their little generation of young, you know, four to 10 year olds. I'm and not four so or 10 years old. However, I've got a couple of really close friends who I think it's so sweet. Every time they travel, I find that I receive a postcard in the mail, right? Mm -hmm. And I get, you know, hello from Brooklyn. <laughs> it's just the sweetest yeah. thing to me. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a small token or small action that can really brighten someone's day. I know it does for me. Absolutely. Uh, well, one of the other parts of Psy World, which has become uh, extremely beneficial to the lives of many young people and now adults is Camp Choice. Uh, and we are lucky to have Gary Perez and Carson Johns from the Bay Area here with us. And they're going to tell us a little bit about Camp Choice. Where did it come from? What's the mission? What is Camp Choice? Why don't you go for it, Carson? You're the director. <laughs> yeah, but you're the founder. co-founder. <laughs> well, I'll start this by saying uh, thanks for having me on tonight. It's uh, always lovely to hear my former and fellow uh, Sci Seminars colleagues talk about all the great things that graduates are doing throughout the year. I won, When I was with Sci Seminars full time, one of the privileges that I got to do was I got to create highlight videos of all of these incredible projects that we would show year after year. And you know, listening to Teresa talk about these schools, I just remember seeing, you know, this video footage of like hundreds of bicycles and gyms full of piles of gifts and clothes and just the magnitude of what the, the graduates do and get behind and what they create, like a small group of people changes the world, it really does. And so it was, it was a great reminder for me to have those pictures pop back in my head and to see how large of the scope of what you know not a giant group of people can do when they get committed to making a difference and get committed to something greater than themselves and so that um that was a cool reminder for me uh, i'll go back to the very beginning about camp choice uh, some of you know kathy quinlan perez she's not able to be on the call tonight but what we say at site seminars is if it's to be it's up to me but what we say at camp choice is if it's to be it's up to kqp because really the truth is uh, her intention and her commitment has got Gary and I through the last 20 plus years of Camp Choice. So Camp Choice started about 1995, partnering with SFPD to work with kids that were in the neighborhoods uh, to just have a little bit of a better, brighter future, to be able to see the choices that they actually do have when they, when they take ownership of their life and they build their self-esteem up and to understand that it's not just the neighborhood and the environment that they may be in, but it really is their own personal responsibility to make choices that honor and support who they are as a human being um, and get themselves into a place where they can be successful in whatever it is that they want to do. So what we do is we bring um, 50 to 80, sometimes 90 kids up to our ranch. Well, it used to be the ranch in Northern California. We're going to find a new ranch next year. Um, and we spend about seven, sometimes eight or nine days with them working on their own self-esteem, their own self-image, how they believe about themselves, the world, and other people. So we utilize all of the you know, tools and techniques and the philosophy behind site seminars, but we do it in kid form, um, and it's a blast. It's a total chaotic mess of a week, but it's a total blast. Um, I was actually talking about this earlier today. I did Camp Choice for the first time as a staffer, I think in 1999, uh, and I was maybe 20 years old. And I remember, you know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And back in the day, it was a little less organized than it is now. Um, and so, you know, these kids got off the bus and this was a total shock. Janessa, you've had this experience. I know we tell that story often. <laughs> uh, a shock of like, what, what's going to happen and how am I going to connect and all this stuff. And by the end of the week, what I recognized and realized is that these little human beings, and some of them not so little, uh, deserve everything that they want. And driving home, remember thinking that, you know, I was going down to Southern California to like my beach little town um, and, and believing that it was not okay that some of these kids had to go back into the environment that they had to go back into simply because that's where they, they were born. Um, and they didn't necessarily have anything to do with the, that environment, but the environment that they're in is, uh, is underprivileged, it's underserved, is dangerous a lot of times. And so for me, I know Gary and many of the staffers of Camp Choice, we've been committed to helping 
not fix the problem because it's not our problem to fix and it's not a fixable problem, but helping to empower these communities and the people within these communities to step out of um, poverty, to step into empowerment and to support one another and, and have us help and champion whatever we can in whatever ways that we can to create more equity in the world, to create more social justice in the world, to give opportunities that may, may never have been given before. You know, some of our kids, many of our kids actually, when they get to the ranch, when they get to camp, might be the first time they've been out of their neighborhood. Um, and so, you know, what we, what we know to be true is that in an environment where um, children and, and people are loved and supported and given the tools they need to succeed, anybody can succeed. And so what we try to do is we try to create a community at Camp Choice that's based off of trust and responsibility, um, teamwork, leadership, and courage, most of all, uh, so that they can go back and recreate that experience back in their neighborhoods and with each other. We've had you know, hundreds and hundreds of kids and families go through Camp Choice over the years. And in fact, uh, I don't know, maybe this was like five or six years ago, we had a second generation kid show up at camp, which was a, a son of one of the very first kids that we had come to camp back in 1994-95. Kathy and Gary almost fell over with like, you know, with shock of like, we've been doing this that long. But yes, there was a 10-year-old kid and his mom had been to camp when she was 14. So um, it's been a legacy. It's been something that I think for us that have been involved has been in many ways more I don't know about many ways. What I know about Camp Choice and being involved with this process of giving, contributing, and being a part of a community of diverse people working together to create a better world in general has been one of the biggest gifts I've ever received in my life and for sure um, helped me grow into a better human being in general. Um, I, I say this oftentimes, I do trainings all over the world for you know Fortune 500 executives and I can tell you that being in front of the room, in front of 80 kids, um, you know, that are looking at you is probably way scarier than any executive I've ever been in front of before in my life. And so I'm super grateful to be a part of it um, and super grateful to be here promoting it. And what we've done at Christmas every year, similar to what Teresa is, is we just get Christmas lists and we go, go for it. And we do our very best to give all of the members of the family as much as we can. And I'll say one more thing too that I think sometimes we get we we miss. There's an age group, you know, before 20 years old and after maybe 12 that I think sometimes gets missed in the whole Christmas spirit. And a lot of our kids fall in that age group. It's, you know, we go, we want the kids to have toys and all this stuff, but there's these teenagers that are kind of almost into adulthood, but yeah, they just want a pair of Jordans or they want something that's not a toy or a kid thing, but they want something too. And getting things at Christmas, getting things given and or um, you know contributed to you makes you feel good makes you feel like you're, you matter like I think Liberty was talking about earlier makes you feel like you matter and in that age group in my experience I think a lot of those kids lose um, a lot of kids lose who they are as a person and their self-worth and so it's not just about little kids getting toys it's also about older kids and even young adults knowing that they still matter that they still have uh, people looking out for them and that they're not just left on their own to sort of fend for themselves. So don't forget those mid-range, you know, young adults that also need support and need to be given to and to, and to help their self-esteem as well. Gary, I'll pass it over to you and anything else you want to add. Well, I, you know, it's funny, we're on this call about giving and uh, giving from the heart. And, um, when we give from the heart, that not only includes the joy that we feel from that experience of giving, but it also includes some of the heartache. I mean, if, if you can remember, Carson, you came to live with us and work in the Bay Area because we had taken two kids in from Camp Choice and they were brothers. And not only was there joy and um, deep love and care within the household that they lived in, but they, they received it from us as well. So it wasn't like they were missing their parents. Um, but when we took them in, we wanted to give them an opportunity to see the world from a different perspective. And so Carson came to live with us to support, and because I couldn't do it myself. That's, that's the truth. And so um, that's what got Carson to come to the Bay Area. But along with that, we've 
I, I can't believe the depth of care and love that we felt as, as a result of those experiences. So when we give from the heart, there is so much more to than just what we give. I think it's the greatest expression of our purpose on this planet is when we give of ourselves from that place. And when we were doing it, we didn't know, and you don't know how many times we looked at each other, is this really making a difference? Are we really impacting? And here we are 20 years later, and they own their own homes. They're, they're living, they're, they've gone to college, they've got their own businesses. I mean, these are kids, and these are the success stories of those kids that we met when they were 9, 10 years old. So at the time, it never feels like it matters or it makes a difference. But how many times have we had our parties where we've got people together or reunions, which we just had one just recently, and we hear the stories of the successes because we intervened for one summer or two summers or three summers. And it all happened because not only because of what we gave, but because of the graduates that donated to Camp Choice. I mean, you know, it's like you give in a moment. However, sometimes what we give lasts a lifetime. And the impact, and I know Carson, when there were so many times when I used to look at you in front of the room and they're hitting each other over the head or chasing each other around the room, and you just stood there and then you'd break out into a rap song and then you'd get their attention. And it's, it's that kind of love and care, instead of getting frustrated about it, you had fun with it. And I, I look at that as giving. And um, I think when we give from our hearts is that there's something bigger that happens. There's something juicier in life that it brings, so, I'm, I am so grateful for this period of time um, because it brings me back to all those years, you know, <laughs> that we went through all of that. I mean, Carson, I, I don't know. It just brings tears to my eyes to see you and to hear you talk about Camp Choice again. It's been a while because of COVID. So, yeah. yeah. So we're looking forward to rebooting Camp Choice next year two sessions in the summertime. Uh, we need to get those scheduled, Gary, because my schedule is going to fill up and I can't miss one. So yes, I, sir. I, I, uh, I have, among a few other people, there's very few of us that have ever missed a Camp Choice uh, altogether every year. We, we really do miss Camp Choice. Uh, we miss our kids. We miss, one of the really cool things that, that has happened and occurred over the years is kind of those, the kids that, they're not kids anymore, they're adults that were kids at camp one time now come back and they actually help us run camp, which has sort of been the dream since we very, since the very inception was that it wasn't going to be us running this thing forever. It was going to be these kids that have been through it, that have gotten, that have challenged themselves to, um, to create success in their lives and then come back and give it to the kids that live in those same neighborhoods. And so that's been exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to getting up on the on the ranch again, and hopefully I won't have to break into raps anymore in front of the uh, front of the room. And we'll have you know Danielle and Jovan or, or Javon and all those folks up up in front of the room doing the classroom stuff, and we can kind of look back and and um, and do some coaching from the from the back end, right? That's great. You know, Camp Choice is just one of those projects sponsored uh, in partnership with Sci World that has such an amazing impact. And maybe it's because I live in the Bay Area and I'm lucky enough to know uh, graduates of Camp Choice, uh, to know both you, and, uh, Carson and Gary and Kathy, uh, that even though I'm not an active part of Camp Choice, it's something that I look at and just go, wow, like how incredible. Uh, the results that we see, the, the generations of leaders that you all support, you know, year over year. Uh, and making a difference in their lives and in the lives of other people in their communities, not, you know, even beyond their own families, right? There's just seeing uh, the difference that, as you put it, you know, one week a summer can make, but it's, it's beyond that, right? So at the beginning yeah. of the school year, what do you guys do at the beginning of the school year? Well, we have the backpack party, 
Um, that is, and that is definitely supported by graduates uh, that have donated, and, and and they also donate their time in helping putting together those backpacks. And then we've done also uh, the turkey dinners during Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember, uh, remember we used to go go out into the neighborhoods and put up Christmas trees and do the decorations and put up the lights and so. Uh, it, it, it was kind of hilarious because one of the neighborhoods that we went to is actually called the Kill Zone. And I remember we were putting a Christmas tree up and we were putting it up on the roof. <laughs> remember, and we had Boomer out there putting the lights out on the roof. And I said, Boomer, I'll be your watch out and make sure you're safe. So it was, it was pretty crazy uh, to see the graduates to jump in and there was no judgment. It was just like, wow, this is, this is what giving is really like. And it was um, going from neighborhood to neighborhood. I mean, there were times that it was kind of scary, but uh, we all toughed it out. <laughs> yeah, Tim, we do as much as we can throughout the year to help, whether it's an individual or a family, um, succeed in whatever way we can. In fact, this just this last year, um, part of one of my gives was a, a new laptop for one of our kids who got a scholarship to, to an HBCU, um, you know, and they had, it was COVID time, so they didn't have a laptop, they needed to be able to do uh, school online, and so we do as much as we can throughout the year to support all of our kids, because we know that it's not just a one week, one week a year type of a thing, they need to be supported throughout the year, um, you know, we have great families and great people just sometimes on hard times. And so whenever, you know, we get, a, we get calls all the time and it's like, Cars, I need some help. And so we do whatever we can. And we've been able to do camp choice as many times as we have with the support of say seminars, graduates and, and their friends and families that have raised money, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year, oftentimes to support these families that have been, you know, part of our family for the last 25, 30 years. Gary, you said 20 years, but we started Camp Choice in 19, you started Camp Choice in 1995, right? 94. 94. I remember that because it was a year after I married Kathy. That's when yeah. I knew I was in for it. <laughs> yeah, you sure were. Sure were. I, think, I think a lot of us on the panel here uh, have scaffed Camp Choice at least once. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Has anybody not? Oh, Teresa. <laughs> Okay, Teresa, we got to get you there sometime. Well, there's one, one other thing I wanted to add with that. Kathy's dream was is that these kids, as they get older, they would be scholarshiped into the basic and, you know, obviously go through all the classes, but not only those kids, but their parents as well. So all of that, all of those donations and everything supported in scholarshiping not only the kids but their parents and the whole idea was is that we wanted to create an environment for the child that would support them in in being successful in their lives and so um danielle moore who's one of the first kids she's a wls grad mm -hmm. and um and now she's part of you know leading the camp and everything so uh it's 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 so funny that it starts out, it started out with an Easter egg hunt on Treasure Island. We volunteered with SFPD and there was like 500 kids. That's where it all started. Then Kathy said, let's do something with these kids and bring them up to the ranch. And so that vision is, is now living and breathing where these kids, their families have gone through the classes and it continues. And so um, it was nice to see some of the, uh, oh, we, we call them the OGs, but they were basically the original kids from, from the original Camp Choice. And so we just had them over about a month ago when we had a, a Friendsgiving instead of a Thanksgiving. And um, just to hear where they're at and what they're creating. I mean, it's, it's, it brought, it brings a lot of energy to me. I don't know about you, Carson, but just to see what happens, you know, what, at a time when we thought, I don't know if this is working. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look up and you go, wow, it's 20 years later and it did work. So. Yeah. That's great. JP, who's uh, listening live with us, who's, who's uh, here with us on the live training uh, says giving from the heart is a key to achieving world peace mind. Oh, I'm sorry. World peace one mind at a time, uh, which, you know, couldn't be more true, right? Uh, we've got to walk the talk. 
And, you know, part of walking that talk is making a contribution. And that is something that we're inviting all of our listeners to do. As Carson was saying, you know, Camp Choice has been on hiatus for a little while due to COVID and it's going to come back and it's going to come back stronger than ever. And in order to make that dream a reality, we're asking for your support. And if you're ready for it, you know, Carson, Gary, do you want to tell everybody what our goal is? Gary? Okay, the goal is by January 1st, $90,000. 90 grand for two summer, two summer camps, back to school party, Christmas stuff and support throughout the year is what we're looking for. So $90,000 will help us do that. And absolutely, I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm blessed and feel pleasure to ask for your money. I have no problem with it because it goes to a great place, it goes to a great place. And that'll be that'll be about 160 kids in Camp Choice or so, right? Because we're having two of them, right? About 80 apiece. So that money will definitely go a long way. Um, right. And so that, and that, and that money, and that money guys, so that goes to, of course, you know, the, the cost of housing them for a week at camp, feeding them for a week, transportation to and from, yeah, feeding them is a big cost, transportation to and from San Francisco, the backpack parties so school supplies, uh, and other ways that you all give kind of throughout the year. And, you know, Gary, you made such a good point that, Camp Choice is not just those seven days, right? You're, you're supporting leaders and uh, inviting these kids as they get older to take the side courses free of charge in their families, right? And creating uh, opportunities for generational you know, self-improvement. It, so it's, it shifts lives. I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing what happens. But it's so incredible. You know, while we've been talking, I started thinking of Ernestine Fisher. Uh, and a lot of us know Ernestine. Uh, a lot of our graduates are lucky enough to know Ernestine. And I remember got, uh, a little over 20 years ago now, uh, going to teen experience for the first time as a teenager. That was the first time I got to meet Ernestine. And it's the first time I remember hearing it. And it's an excerpt from Khalil Gibran's On Giving, right? And for many years at High Valley Ranch, there was a plaque uh, hung up inside the uh, conference room area of the pavilion building. And, oh gosh, let's not butcher this now. So you give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself, you truly give. Does that sound right to everybody? All right, I got a thumbs up. And so do we give of our possessions? As Teresa said, do we give of our treasure? Absolutely. Because making a difference sometimes costs money. Putting these things together costs money. And as we've been talking about, there are endless ways that we can give, right? I think really what it boils down to is what I'm hearing from everybody is that the point is that we give. The point is that we walk through this life, this journey of life together that we are committed to making a difference, that we're committed to leaving this world better than we found it, right? Leaving a legacy. And for those of you who are interested, you know, Camp Choice is an amazing way to be a part of such an incredible legacy. So for anyone who's interested in donating, what we invite you to do is go to psiworld.org slash donate, and you can tell us where you want your donation to go. All you've got to do is in the instructions, write Camp Choice, or camp, and everything you donate is going to go right into that $90,000 goal that will make two camps this coming summer a reality. And I, I want to add to that uh, that 100% of that money goes to benefit those kids. Nobody is paid. All of us produce this on a volunteer basis. And, so, and there's a lot of legwork that goes into producing these. However, all of that time and energy is all volunteered. No one's paid. So 100% of that money goes to the kids. I'm really glad you said that, Gary. You know, uh, that's one of the amazing things about Camp Choice. And, and I think all of the projects with Star World, right? We don't have anybody on salary. Right, uh, right. You know, putting these projects together, 
this is done out of the goodness of people's hearts, people who are really committed to uh, seeing these projects through. And Camp Choice is a really good example of that. So I know we're getting close. I think we're about at our hour mark, which is normally where, where we end these. I mean, we're having such a good time with each other. I know I am. God, it's so inspiring to, to hear from all of you. Um, I wonder if anybody wants to kind of bring us home and maybe do a little recap. Janessa raised her hand. So Janessa, let's go for it. So um, one thing I just like to throw out there as we wrap our drive for Camp Choice to come back bigger, better, stronger, and wonderful. And we have missed it so very much. And I know that the lives that are touched by Camp Choice and all the families that are touched by Camp Choice and all the graduates who grow and learn with those wonderful children. And we can't wait for it to come back. So uh, to try to spur, like, spur on the giving, SciWorld is going to match every dollar donated till January 1st. So dollar for dollar, we're gonna be matching to get that goal as quickly as possible so that we can solidify and start telling all those wonderful children, don't go anywhere this summer, Let's start getting ready for camp. Awesome. Thanks so much, Janessa. Thank you, Janessa. That's Great. awesome. Yeah. And thank you to everybody. You know, Teresa, Ha Hale, Liberty, Gary, Carson, Janessa, everything that you've shared with us uh, during this episode is really impactful, right? I think it's great. I know it's great for me to hear about the good works that other people do. Uh, and I'm sure for our listeners, you know, it's, it's a really nice, inspiring way to get into giving from the heart during this season of giving. So I want to thank you all for your time. The floor is open for anybody else who wants to say anything. All good. Great. We're going to some all goods. Well, we do hold these side podcast live trainings every month. The next episode uh, is scheduled for Tuesday, January 11th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And we will be joined by Allison Bechtel-Clark on the topic of relationships by design. So you don't want to miss out. You can register in advance and ask your questions at psilive.com. Good night, everybody. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.